you ever find that you start some things but you don't see them through or that you lose interest halfway through a project that you've been working on for your business or your career? You see, one of the reasons is to understand your commitment to something. In a previous episode, I spoke about the difference between confidence and competence. And I outlined that there were three pillars to confidence and they are self-care, self-belief and self-worth. And there's also three pillars to competence, which are skills, knowledge and experience. But what about commitment? Well, there's also three pillars to commitment. And the three pillars are desire, passion and self-motivation. Now, when it comes to something that you're questioning in your life, be it your business, your career or what you're doing as yourself, do you desire to achieve what it is that you're seeking? When it comes to a goal or an objective that you want to accomplish, do you have the desire to truly accomplish it? You see, if that desire is not there, then when adversity strikes, we will move to something else or we might get distracted by the next shiny object and pursue that instead. When your desire is strong enough, you won't let anything be in the way of you achieving what you want to achieve. You'll find a way around any perceived obstacle that shows up. If your desire is strong enough, you'll just keep going. But that's only one pillar. What about passion? Well, do you have passion for what it is that you're doing? And again, whether it's in your business, your career, your relationships, or a goal or an objective that you're seeking, do you have passion for it? So do you love what you're doing in that regard? If you don't love what you're doing, then you're not going to have the motivation to get out of bed in the morning and do it. The amount of energy that will be required to complete tasks will be a lot longer if that passion isn't there. Now remember I said in an earlier episode, motivation follows action. You have to take action first before the motivation begins to build. And likewise with passion, passion follows purpose. Not the other way around, which so many other people believe. When you know your purpose, your passion gets stronger. But if you don't have passion for what you're doing, then you're going to feel completely unfulfilled, bored and demotivated. Think about it this way. If your objective is to lose weight and you decide to go to the gym, If you aren't passionate about going to the gym and doing the exercises, then you're not going to last very long at the gym. When you're passionate about something, time doesn't exist. You can go through hours and hours without even taking a break. And you find times in your life where that's happened for you, where you've been so consumed in doing something, an exercise or whatever it is that you're working on, that literally time didn't even exist. And when you're not passionate about something, time goes really, really slow. And then there's the next pillar, and that's self-motivation. Do you have the self-motivation to do what it takes, or does someone else have to encourage you to do what it needs to be? Or are you doing what you're doing just to pay the bills? If you were at home for a month, would you still get out of bed to work on what it is that you want to achieve? Or do you need someone or something else to push you to achieve it? We can be motivated by external sources, for example, having to report to a boss, or we have to do something because we have to pay the mortgage or the rent or to pay the bills. But as soon as that external motivation is gone, then your commitment to doing something is gone too. So there are three pillars to commitment. There's desire, passion, and self-motivation. But here's the thing. When we start something new, we go on a journey. Everyone does. It's the journey that brings us through the forces between commitment and competence. So let me explain what this journey is. You see, when you start something new because you see it as a way to you achieving your goal or your objective, your commitment will be high, but your competence in achieving that goal will be very, very low. So take for the example when you first started learning how to drive. And for most people, they learn how to drive when they're a teenager. And like many teenagers, 
All they want to do is drive the car because driving to them means freedom, freedom to do and go wherever they please. So when you were learning how to drive a car, your commitment was extremely high. You had the desire to drive the car. You were passionate about learning how to drive the car and you were self-motivated to get driving that car. But your competence was negligible. You didn't know how to drive the car. You didn't have the skills to drive the car. You had some knowledge about driving a car because you observed somebody else in how they drove their car. But you also didn't have any experience in actually driving a car. And experience on an Xbox or a PlayStation doesn't count in the real world. So your commitment was high, but your competence was low. This is what I call the enthusiast stage. It's where you're hugely enthusiastic about achieving a particular objective or a goal, but your competence is very low, your commitment is extremely high. But like everyone else that has gone before you, the more you increase your competence, i.e. your skills, knowledge and experience of driving a car, your commitment begins to wane. You realise that you have to learn all the rules of the road, how to coordinate the bite between the clutch and the accelerator, and how to do a three-point turn, and lo and behold, you've got to do a hill start as well. All the fun has been taken out of you learning how to drive a car. You find yourself stalling at the traffic lights, other drivers overtaking you and beeping their horn and trying to remember to check all your mirrors. So what happens is your commitment starts to decline rapidly. That desire and that passion that you had at the beginning is now quickly disappearing. And when you take your first driving test and don't pass, that's it. You want to throw in the towel and give up and you realise that you'll probably never drive a car again. Well, congratulations, you've just realised you're in the stage what I call the doubter. You doubt that you'll ever be able to drive a car, resign yourself to public transport or to walking. But if you do manage to break through this barrier, you realise that as your skills, your knowledge and your experience increases, because you keep at it and you keep doing it and you keep working at it, you get more lessons and you keep practising, you get, keep getting more and more experience, you realise that you're getting better. And as you're getting better, your commitment begins to increase back up again. And you keep going and eventually you pass your driving test. Congratulations, you're now a licensed driver. And after a period of time of driving around and going from your home to your work or to the shops or whatever be, or you've got a lot of experience in actually driving and driving all over the place. After a period of time, you've realized that you've gone from leaving your home to getting to your place of business or getting to your shops or to wherever your destination is. And you haven't even given one thought to what it is that you were doing to drive the car. Your mind was on other things, whether it be listening to music or to this podcast even, or looking at the window and seeing all the different things that pass you by, or even singing your favorite tune. But you weren't actually focused on all the different gear changes, checking the mirrors, the twists and turns that you had to take, nothing. You're focused on a whole lot of other things, not actually driving a car. You've now been driving on autopilot without realizing it. You've reached a stage of what I call the pacifist. Your commitment to driving is at that level. You've no desire to seek a higher level. You're just happy with what you've achieved. Now, isn't it funny how we become a pacifist in a lot of other areas of our life, whether it be our business, our career, our relationships, our health, even our mission, our whole life. We get to a point that good enough is just good enough. Now, I'm not talking about being a perfectionist. I'm talking about what it is that you want to do and to strive for much more out of every aspect of your life. 
You see, most people get to the stage of being a pacifist and we're just happy with where we're at. We've lost touch with our own desire, our own passion, our own motivation to achieve more, to do more, to become more, to make a bigger difference, to make an impact perhaps. That's because we haven't taken it to the next level, mainly because we didn't realise it was possible, that we were in fact here for something greater, that we were meant to move to the next stage of what I call the leader, where your commitment is at its absolute highest, the same level of commitment that you had when you first wanted to learn how to drive. And you keep wanting to develop your competence more and more, to go beyond just knowing how to drive your car, to work every day and to the shops. You see, no matter what objective you seek, or goal that you want to achieve, or whatever new project or thing that you're trying, whether it's to learn how to drive, or to reach higher levels of business growth, or to reach more and more people, or to become the best brain surgeon, we all go through the same journey. We go from being the enthusiast to the doubter to being the pacifist. And if we don't realize that we all go through this journey, we get stuck in being the doubter. We won't push through and get past being the doubter into the next stage. And when we get there, we can then make the decision as regards whether we want to be the leader or continue being the pacifist. And here's what will make the difference. When you know your purpose and your mission, you unquestionably will be compelled to go further. As Jim Rohn said, when the why is strong enough, the how is easy. Now I see a lot of posts on LinkedIn and social media about knowing your why, and honestly, a lot of it is wrong. Your why is not your purpose, which is what a lot of people have come to believe. Your why forms part of your motivation for doing something, but you've got to know what that something is in the first place. Your purpose is what you are here to achieve. Your mission is the impact of that purpose. Your why is your motivation for doing it in the first place. Your why is not your purpose. Believe me, the work that I do in identifying an individual's purpose and their mission, your why is only one tiny element. But anyway, getting back to understanding the interplay between commitment and competence is so, so very important. And also to understand the journey everyone takes through that interplay is even more important. When you understand the journey that you go through and everyone else goes through it as well, when you hit the wall of any new objective or project or venture that you're pursuing, then you know you just have to keep working through it and never give up. You just keep going and going to break through that wall. So first of all, understand the journey that everyone goes through. And second of all, you've then got to choose as regards well, when you've reached that certain point of being a pacifist, do you want to move further? Do you want to move to a higher level? And then also understand the three pillars, what makes up commitment. And they are desire, passion and self-motivation. So ask yourself, do you have the desire for doing what it is that you're doing? And if you don't, well then, perhaps you should be doing something else. Do you have the passion? Do you love, absolutely love what you're doing? And if you don't, again, that energy is not going to be in what you're doing. And lastly, do you have the self-motivation to literally strive and want to achieve much, much higher levels? So they're just some of the questions I'll leave you with on this particular episode. And by the way, don't forget, sharing is caring. So by all means, spread the message of this podcast, share it to your friends, your colleagues, let them know it's there and tell them all about it. And it'd be absolutely great to get your feedback and your comments on LinkedIn or on iTunes. And if you have any questions to ask, by all means, send me an email. All the contact details are in the description for this particular episode. 
Until the next time, I wish you every success.